This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Before we chat with Billy Chung, our trusted contributor pharmacist with the Ontario Pharmacists Association, I just want to update you on what's happening in the Ottawa courtroom with Mike Duffy and the ruling on the charges against him. We are now up to charge 14. One through 14 have been dismissed by the justice of 31 charges in total and a full news update uh, coming up with Bob Comsick at the top of the hour. So with the number of products available to help allergy sufferers, both by prescription and over-the-counter, it can be confusing to know what to take. Trusted contributor pharmacist Billy Chung joins us now to talk about the many ways your pharmacist can help with the prevention and treatment of allergy symptoms. Welcome back to the Zoomerplex. Hi, Jane. How are you? Very well, thank you. Is it officially allergy season? It's uh, it's starting. I think if you ask my daughter, it started because uh, I see the rub, rubbing the eyes yeah. thing going on and some of the sneezing are starting to happen. And so it's, uh, it's, it's about to begin. We're seeing it warming up outside and uh, the, the grasses and tree pollens are starting to come out. So. What allergies uh, will end up bothering people the most in the spring? Yeah, you know, when we talk about seasonal allergies, that's when we, we uh, see it kick in in, the, in this time period. Usually around April, May, June is where people will get hit. And that's when the pollens start. Basically, you've got the grasses starting up and you've got the trees starting to pollinate and the leaves come and, and so forth. And you'll see, like even on dark vehicles outside, you see little specks of the, the dust yes. uh, in the air. And that's the stuff we're breathing in that that's goes in our eyes. Coming into your eyes, your lungs, and you start getting that in your system. So that's, that's the seasonal allergies. But there are people that have allergies problems throughout the year. Year, uh, as well, whether it's animals, dust, mold, things like that. Too, right, so. household allergies, exactly. dust mites, and that kind of thing. Yeah. And we'll talk about that specifically as well. And if you are suffering with allergies, we invite your calls. You've got Billy Chung at your disposal here, 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. So we know that people can develop allergies later in life. Why does this happen? It's it's interesting in in terms of the the allergic reaction when someone's actually exposed to something. An allergy is basically your body saying, "Hey, you know what? I don't like what I'm being exposed to, so I'm going to respond to it." Okay. Uh, so typically, in an allergic allergic reaction happens is when you're exposed to it first, your body builds an immune response. It actually doesn't react that first time. Uh, when you react is when you're exposed to it again later on, right? So um, in terms of uh, Allergies, most people develop it usually under the age of 20. So I think 80% of the cases, people have allergies uh, when it started when they were under their 20 uh, years old of age. And then they kind of continue on with life with that. But there are people who develop it later on. It's where they are exposed to something on an ongoing basis. Their body just becomes sensitive. We change. Our bodies change. And uh, environmentally, you know, we probably have a lot of other things going on in the air these days, right? So um, I don't know if there's a specific cause on why, but really what uh, people need to do is if they start experiencing symptoms, you need to differentiate between whether it's just a regular common cold or something that is causing an infection of some type versus, you know what, these are allergies. And probably the key thing to look at is the uh, itchy eyes and the sneezing. Uh, those are a couple of symptoms that, especially with the eyes and such, is uh, not common to the cold 
um, uh, infections and stuff. And what I've found, and I don't know if I officially have allergies or not, mm-hmm. but the last couple of years, I'll feel like my eyes will be a bit itchy, my throat will be a bit scratchy, but I don't feel unwell. Yeah, yeah. It's more just I have symptoms, but I don't feel sick. And, and that would be just very mild, right? It's a minor form. And you know what? If it doesn't bother you, it doesn't affect your day-to-day, there's probably not much you need to worry or do about it. But if it starts getting worse or getting more extensive, that's when we would say, okay, let's look at doing something, whether we need to look at some medications or some treatments or some avoidance techniques, right? Yeah, let's first talk about preventing them, avoidance techniques. Yep. That's yep. that's good. <laughs> <laughs> avoidance is probably the, if I were to look at the various things that people can do for their allergies, the first key tip is probably, can you prevent it and avoid it? Because the best thing to do is to minimize the exposure, in which case your body doesn't release the histamine response. And the histamine response, once it's released, that's when everything starts, the runny eyes and the sneezing and, and, and so forth. The symptoms start. So if you can avoid that, that's great. So things such as, okay, um, yes, it's nicer outside, but if the pollen count's really high, do you, do you need to stay indoors a little bit better during, during that certain hours of the day where, there's, uh, where you can be exposed? Do you keep the windows closed? Do you use air conditioning? Um, some people, for example, and it's very simple things, right? So do you dry your clothes outside, right? Because if there's lots of pollen outside and you're allergic to the pollen and you're drying your clothes outside on a clothesline, which some people still do, that when you bring it back and you're wearing clothes, you're suddenly exposed ah, to that. That's something you wouldn't normally, you think that they're all <laughs> fresh from being outside, yeah. not necessarily. You know, there's some other tips where it says, you know what, do you take, make sure that you take a shower before you go to bed. That way, the, 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 the uh, pollen and things that might be on your body and in your hair and things like that, you don't bring it into the bed with you. And that way, when you're sleeping, it's more comfortable. So the avoidance piece and, you know, like pets, some people are allergic to pets, right? So how do you deal with that? Well, you probably don't want to get rid of your family <laughs> family member and a pet, but do you limit the exposure to the pet by saying, you know what, I'm going to keep this pet on a certain floor of the house, right? Maybe they don't go into the bedrooms. Um, maybe you make sure you get rid of some of the carpets and things like that, which can hold the, the animal dander and the fur um, versus floors and things like that. So um, if you can avoid it, fantastic. If you can't, then we can talk about the drugs. Yes. Yeah, so when, when my son was young, very young, he was allergic to dust mites and mm-hmm. mold spores and that kind of thing, uh, an animal dander. And he seems to have grown out of everything except the peanut allergy. In okay. adulthood, he's still allergic to peanuts. But at the time, I was using a special filter in his bedroom, no carpeting, yeah. uh, washing the the bedding, the and, bedding and having that special filter over top of the mattress. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to do. Yeah. Well, you're, you're trying to minimize that exposure. That's right. the key to avoidance. And no stuffed animals. Yes. Right. For children who have dust mite That's allergies because right. <laughs> they just zero in on those. Well, you can't wash those things regularly, right? So yeah, exactly. That's a challenge. It's, if, if you can wash things regularly, then you've, you've at least got one step ahead. ahead. Let's talk about the medications then uh, for seasonal allergies versus environmental mm-hmm. allergies. Yep. yep. So the, the medications, environmental, seasonal, it's similar. Same thing. You're looking at antihistamines, okay? And uh, basically what you're trying to do is block the histamines, that, that body response, from happening, okay? So these antihistamines work when the person takes it regularly and takes it before they're exposed, okay? So if you're already exposed, let's just say that you are really allergic to the pollen, you're outside for several hours and you haven't taken any medications, well, your body's already released the histamines. You're going to get the allergic response. Even if you take the medication, what the medication will do is actually help prevent the further 
worsening of the symptoms, but it's already been out. You've already been exposed. So ideally, you're taking these medications on a regular basis before you go outside, and that way it minimizes that histamine response that your body has. Um, there are kind of uh, several different classes, and I would probably say there's the first-generation antihistamines, which are really no longer recommended in most cases. And reason being is that these are your uh, – people will know the name like Benadryl, okay, Chlortriplon. You might have known th- these names um, – and they're the ones that are the first generation. They cause drowsiness. Oh, yeah. Side effects, dry mouth and constipation and urine retention. There's just things that you don't want to do. You eat. can't drive or work yeah. properly when yeah. you're on Benadryl. Yeah. You're groggy. And you, you actually have to take those medications several times a day. So they're not chosen the first line. They, they are chosen if others don't work. So the second generation, these are the ones that are once a day, non-drowsy. Pretty much very little side effects, if anything. I really, you know, maybe a headache type of thing. But those are the ones where you see the loratadine, like the Claritins and the um, the uh, uh, Allegras and the reactants. Those types of medications are the newer generation, uh, less side effects, easier to take, and uh, fairly effective from uh, the symptoms of the sneezing and, 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 and itchy eyes and things like that uh, for the mild sufferer. Okay. Uh huh. Four one six three six zero zero seven forty one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Do you suffer with allergies? Do you have a recommended medication that that you use that you rely on every year and that's been helpful for you? And maybe you'd like to share it with uh, your fellow Zoomer Radio listeners. We invite your calls. Four one six three six zero zero seven forty one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Just on that topic of medications, can you become reliant and need to take them or need to take more of them because they're they're not working at the same dose um, if we're talking about dependence no this is these medications are not what we would call uh, addictive okay so they're they're used they're treated if you have to stop you stop it and that's fine with it so uh, what we re- usually recommend with allergy sufferers is that if you know the time period so if I get like seasonal allergies in the spring then I may start sometime around now and I might continue for a couple months. And then once I know, you know what, once all the pollen has really died down in the summertime, I may stop, right? But uh, there's not that addictive property to it. So that concern is uh, not necessarily uh, needed in that respect. I think Sheila from Toronto has a similar question. Sheila, go ahead. Uh, Yeah, I was just wondering, well, I want to know if you become reliant on it or can they stop working? Because I've been taking reacting for a while. Yeah. And then Monday morning, I was just hit with allergies. And yeah. the reactant wasn't working. Here's, so here's I what was, I started Claritin now, but yeah, and and that's uh, that is the strategy. Here's what I would usually recommend to people uh, for for their medications is that you don't become dependent, but sometimes your body may become used to it and it doesn't respond as well, right? So right. if if I hear that somebody's on a certain allergy medication and it's not working anymore, then we would switch them. Just like you said, you switch to the Claritin, uh, the Loratadine. Yeah, that's what you would do and try that out. And there's there's four different ones right now out there on the market, so you can kind of move around between different versions. Right. I would suggest speaking to your pharmacist because there's a few that may be similar, right? So yeah. you just want to talk to them and say, you know what, let me try a different one. See if it works because you'll know if it works pretty quickly. Within a few days, you'll know if that works or not. And uh, if that doesn't happen, then we can talk about the prescription stuff in a moment. But, and can uh, you keep taking this for, you know, weeks or months on end? Yep. or Take it for the season. Take it for the season. Every day before you get exposed. Okay. Yeah. Good advice. Thank you, Great. Sheila, Thank for you. calling. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. 
And the, I mean, that is, you, if you've got the right medication, if you're taking the right medical ingredient, you could, you could effectively live through an allergy season and not be affected. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> in theory. Yes. So there's other layers to this in that uh, if these medications that are over-the-counter don't work, then we would advise you to speak to your pharmacist or your healthcare practitioner, whether it's at the doctor as well, uh, to say, okay, do I need something else? And then there are prescription medications that you would kind of take for more moderate to severe allergies. So in other words, if it's not controlling, as you've indicated, Let's move on to some of the other stuff. We're back with more of your calls, talking about allergy symptoms and how to do away with them with our trusted contributor, pharmacist Billy Chung. More of your calls coming up next. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. I'm here with our trusted contributor, pharmacist Billy Chung of the Ontario Pharmacists Association. And I just want to quickly mention what's happening in that Ottawa courtroom with the Mike Duffy ruling on 31 charges. We're now all the way up to charge 20. Every charge up until 20 has been dismissed with 11 remaining. Again, at the top of the hour, Bob Comsick will have a newscast and give you the full goods on what's happening with the Mike Duffy ruling. In the meantime, we're talking about allergies, your allergies, your remedies, 416-360-0740, 1-866-740-4740. Just before we get to these calls, Billy, Prescription drugs you mentioned. Yeah, so if your allergies are getting to more of a moderate uh, to severe situation, then um, that's when these over-the-counter medications may not be working effectively or may you may need some additional help. And so uh, when you get to the prescriptions, primarily with the prescriptions, it's uh, these are nasal sprays. And they're not the nasal sprays you buy over-the-counter. They're, they're anti-inflammatory corticosteroid um, nasal sprays that help to take down the inflammation. It helps with the breathing, the stuffy nose, the sneezing, all those types of symptoms. Um, again, these are taken on a regular basis. So it's not basically, oh, I can't breathe, let me just do a spray. These, these only work when you take Take it regularly. So um, your your doctor would prescribe that. Your pharmacist would show you how to use it so you can get the medication in your nose properly. And uh, they work very effectively uh, for that purpose once your allergies need a little bit of additional help as well. And is this something something your GP could prescribe yep. for? You don't have to go to a specialist. No. Your, your, your general practitioner doctor can pr- make that prescription. Uh, they may also look at getting eye drops for you as well. So it's uh, there are various options out there. So just make sure with if you, no one should be suffering really poorly with, with allergies. There are ways now to really help with that. And uh, really, I think that's the objective. Virginia from Toronto, do you have a question for Billy Chung? Hi, good afternoon. Hi. Hi, go ahead. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I was listening that you guys were talking about allergies and I just had to make my comment. Uh, I had for several years, I had severe allergies. And uh, that was probably about 10 years ago when I started having seasonal allergies. And I didn't know what it was, honestly. Um, I thought I was having a bad cold without heavy symptoms. Suddenly, um, I saw in a commercial that uh, about allergies, and I started taking medicine. I started with reacting, and I then um, diarrhea, and it wasn't working at all. Uh, hello. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, we're so we're listening to your story. Just so, where are you right now with your with your allergies and medication? Uh, well, um, 
this is the thing. I was taking IELTS and Rakhine, and it wasn't working at all. And then I tried Benadryl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Benadryl worked better. Yeah. Much better. I was happy with Benadryl, but it wasn't quite perfect. So I was still taking some time to be able to function properly at work. I was taking sometimes reacting or areas. So I was taking a cocktail of pills daily during the spring season. Have you uh, spoken to your pharmacist or doctor about this? No, I didn't. I went for the UC over the counter. Yeah. Yeah, and are you still are you still doing this in the spring, Virginia? You still have to take medications? No, and this is why. Well, um, it was about nine years ago. I was looking forward to get pregnant, so I said, "Okay, I cannot do this anymore. I have to find something to help myself, so I survive the spring." And then I found online uh, this suggestion to take um, apple cider vinegar, hmm. and I started taking it regularly. Yeah. And that helped me a lot. It passed from severe to mild. And nowadays, at the end of the winter, I start taking my apple cider vinegar once a day. And that gets me ready for spring. So okay. I, I still need the medication, but not like before. Okay, thank you for your call, Virginia. That's interesting. I mean, there are natural remedies, right? Yeah, you know what? And there's so many unknowns out there, right? Because you don't know, like in this case with Virginia, you don't know what's causing it. You know what's happening. You don't know if it's exactly allergies. Maybe it was exposure to something specific and it's gone away. Uh, it's very hard to tell what exactly it is. And uh, ideally in that situation, if you are suffering, my recommendation is don't just self-serve, self-select. There's a reason why these medications are at the pharmacy. Speak to the pharmacist to help you kind of kind of narrow that down and look at what may work and what may not work as well. Um, in terms of allergies, there aren't that many natural remedies available, actually. And uh, when I did some of the research around looking at some alternatives, not a lot comes up. Um, there, is, uh, there, there is one that uh, is, is listed out there, and it's not readily available. It's butterbur. It's a butterbur extract, okay? And um, some pharmacies may have it. You can ask about it. It apparently works with a little bit of... It helps to prevent that histamine release and it, it is what is believed believed, right? So um, that's one uh, potential option. It looks like there are some studies showing that there's some benefit. Uh, And then there's also this other new product that I saw recently, which I haven't seen a lot of studies on. You may see it in a pharmacy or at a store. It's called allergy effects. So it's kind of a play on the cold effects Oh, yes. I love the cold effects. (laughs) So allergy effects. And this is uh, from apparently a special species of Japanese quail, (laughs) quail eggs. And uh, they have an extract there. And apparently it's somewhat effective. So usually my take, and that's why I wouldn't stop anyone from doing the apple cider vinegar is that try it if it's not harmful as long as it doesn't interact right. with anything you can have as much pharmacist. apple cider vin- vinegar as you want exactly yeah try it and then you will know if it's something that's working for you so if the butter burr is something you want to try and it and after like you know two weeks and your allergies are better maybe it's working margaret from kitchener you've got about 30 seconds go ahead oops had to take off speakerphone okay uh, when i was young i, I never heard of allergies there were no allergies. Of course, I'm 83, and I blame allergies that people are washing too much. Uh, their body doesn't get a chance to set up an immunity to whatever the heck it is they're allergic to. What do you think about Margaret's theory? You know what? I, there, there's not necessarily any scientific studies on it, but there's some theories and thinking about, yeah, you know what? If people aren't exposed to these things, then your body's not going to like it when it gets exposed at some point in time, and that's where maybe a reaction comes. So. Well, and people wonder that uh, about that with cats and dogs. Yeah. People who live with cats and dogs say that they were allergic, but then over time they lose the allergy. Yeah, yeah potentially, right? So it's uh, it's hard to... 
exactly define and find out these types of things, but you know what? You never know, right? So, yeah. you know what? We got to have a balance between how clean we are and also, you know, making sure we get do get some exposure to some of these environmental factors. Always good to talk to our pharmacist from the Ontario Pharmacy Association. Thanks so much, Billy. Thanks, Jane. Trusted contributor pharmacist Billy Chung, he'll be back, or his colleagues will be back in weeks to come here with Libby Snymer on Fight Back. I'm Jane Brown, in for Libby until the end of next week. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.